Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is the NFL rigged? That's the talk on TikTok. That's what they're saying on Instagram. There have been news media outlets discussing this. Teddy and I will take that apart a little later in the show. Welcome, everybody, to Wager Talk today. I'm Lawrence Presman. Today's show, Adam Trigger, Mark at the Jim Zeno, and Kevin the Irishman Dolan. We got a lot of hoops to discuss and a boxing bet for you all. Teddy Covers is my co-host. Let's bring Adam Trigger in right now, the youngest-looking old guy we know. How are you, Adam Trigger? I'm great, Prez. I'm way better than I was last week when I was on the show when you were telling the chat to to calm down. I think I'm 10 and 2 in my last 12 college basketball plays. Uh, both five percenters have won since then. The only five nice. percent basketball plays I've given out in 2024. Um, last night with Air Force, they were an 11 point dog. They won by like 30. Um, had Hofstra the night before, so it's it's going good. Uh, rolling the last few days and uh, got. One client play to share with you. The other one's up for five bucks. So hopefully we keep keep it going today. Beautiful. Speaking of five dollars, it is customer appreciation day over at Wager Talk. Uh, every handicapper has taken one play and made it five bucks. Take advantage of that. We'll tell you what I'm doing a little later on in the show. And Adam, yeah, look, dude, uh, you know, It was easy to stand up for you last week in the chat room. I think you're an exceptional handicapper. Uh, I don't know what the three guys were going on about. Uh, I look at your college basketball plays every single day. Uh, Not much better in that sport particular, so congratulations. Teddy Covers, get some actionable info out of this gentleman. Sure, let's talk some college hoops with Adam Trigger, who is on fire right now, and I was with you on Air Force last night, that, my friend, was a right side. (laughs) When you're turning off the game midway through the second half because your double-digit underdog is up by 30, that's what you want to see. Let's talk another Mountain West Conference game for tonight. Nevada and Colorado State looking at the Wager Talk live on screen right now. I'm seeing the Wolfpack, three-point home favorites, total sitting in the 144 range. What do you want to do, Nevada, Colorado State? Well, Teddy, just the handle alone on this game uh, lets me know that a, that a lot of people, maybe more than ever, listen to like shows like this, sports betting content, et cetera, because uh, I think what you're going to hear thrown around on, on a whole bunch of shows today is the home, unranked home favorite against the ranked road underdog. It, it's, it's almost become like a narrative at this point. I think books have it priced into the number. Uh, especially because it's hit a little bit this year. So this is no different than last year when you heard it thrown around a lot, but it wasn't cashing last year. That's the difference. Uh, last year, a lot of these home underdogs, or a lot of these road ranked dogs were winning. This year, they're really not. Uh, but I still like, I, I try not to to let that really factor into my, my sort of handicap here. And I think if you can block out the noise a little bit, um, I don't think there's any way Colorado State should be plus three. Uh, in this, in a matchup with Nevada, even, even one that's in Reno. Um, you know, I, I understand that mountain West home teams have a home, a home advantage. I was up at two of them a couple weeks ago. Uh, I got to see Colorado state play in, at Moby arena and I'll agree like that. That definitely was one of the better home courts that I've been to, but 
again, like I, I, I still think Colorado State's the better team here, so they can't be getting three, you know, in this game, in my opinion. So the one thing that sort of kept this one off my client card, Teddy, is like the desperation factor. Nevada's is in that desperate sort of spot where they've lost three in a row. Um, you know, this is a team that started 15 and one and, and now have lost three straight. They also have a road game coming up at New Mexico, which, as we know, is no easy task. So you lose this one and, and, you, and you're kind of staring like free fall mode in the face a little bit. So I think you could use that to sort of make an, a, an argument for the home team. But I keep coming you know, back to the fact that, you know, entering the season, I had Colorado State rated the, the, the highest of any of these teams in the Mountain West. And they really haven't done anything but kind of hold serve. Like their two losses are on the road to Utah State, on the road to Boise State. Can't I'm not going to give them much, you know, flack for either of those. Those are tough places to play. They've won the three home games. This is a team that beat BC, Creighton, Colorado, and Washington in non-conference. And they're just, in my opinion, Teddy, they're the better team. They're second nationally with shooting 51.4% from the field. They're a top 33-point shooting team. They move the ball as good as any team in this conference. And I got to be honest, I've seen, God, I don't even know how many games of how many different teams in person so far this year. Isaiah Stevens is the most impressive point guard I've watched play in person. And I've seen Baylor play. I've seen Duke play, Kansas State, Providence, um, you know, big teams, small teams. Isaiah Stevens is as good as, as, is as good as good as it gets at this position. 17.2 points per game. He's an elite passer. Colorado State could struggle on the you know with with Nevada's bigs, but at the same time, Nevada could struggle with those quick Colorado State guards. Um, in the end, I just thought three was too many. There was even some three and a halfs out there. I like the points with the Rams here. So you talked about the strength of Colorado State's home court. Let's talk about the Lawler Event Center for a minute because this has been a pretty home strong home court for the Wolfpack long term. And I believe they're undefeated on that floor uh, this year, if uh, if my numbers uh, are correct. Do you worry at all about the home court in Reno being worth every bit as much as the home court in Fort Collins is worth? Yeah, I mean, I haven't been to Reno, so I can't give the uh, the personal sort of you know follow up there. Um, but no, there's no question. Like, if you, they've been great at home, typically it's got a strong home court atmosphere. But like. Uh, okay, so let's say I give them three points for home court. Um, you know, I still make Colorado State the favorite in this game. So even if I was to give Nevada a bump for home court, I still come up with Colorado State, you know, being less than a three-point underdog. Again, Teddy, like, had the, you know, both of these teams are 0-4 against the spread coming into this game. So so both of these teams have failed to cover their last four games. Um that's a spot where, man, I would have loved Colorado State in a, in a in a spot against a team that maybe was a little less desperate than Nevada. But just from a sheer numbers perspective, and, and the fact that I think Colorado State's the better team, um, this was one that kind of just missed for me. I, I wouldn't be dying to lay it with the Wolfpack here. I think the right side is probably Colorado State. Adam Trigger joining us, everyone. Exclusive handicapper at wagertalk.com. Adam, you're a young guy, at least a hell of a lot younger than me. Nathan T says, Lauren smokes DMT. What is DMT? I, I couldn't tell you. I, I wouldn't even Daddy? be able to, like, wager a guess. I thought all the young kids vape, Prez. I don't know. I don't know what DMT I, is. I don't know what DMT is, but I'm gay, man. If it gets me <laughs> high... Bring it on. I'm surprised. How have you not run into that at like a dead show or something? I figured like, you know, it must be something yeah, real weird if we don't know what it is. do mushrooms, acid, and weed, bro. And I Fair happen enough. to have partaken in all three of those. <laughs> not together. I have combined two. Uh, but when I, do, when I did acid, uh, it, it was a standalone trip. Adam Trigger. Uh, Ad, it is a $5 um, customer appreciation day at Wager Talk. Before we get into your next play, what do you got going? Yeah, so I, I came on ready to talk about this game. Um, uh, but first, I guess, oh, yeah, so for $5, I put a play up for 5 bucks, a 4% play. I thought it was going to be my only play for the day. And then the one I was going to come on here and talk about, Prez, I just like too much to leave it off. So I'm going to give you the other 4% play on the show so so really you get both of my college basketball plays at least both that i have posted so far uh for five bucks so so two dollars and fifty cents each 
um, if you look at it that way, because I'm giving you one for free. Uh, but that one's up on my page right now. And again, College Hoop has been great lately. 10-2 and two run, 4-1 um, and one yesterday. I had a bunch of, of action yesterday, and we uh, went 4-1. and one. So hopefully we continue that going today. Okay. A, a, a lot of guy, one guy bitching out, never buying picks again, $2 picks, socked, garbage. Another guy, I'm getting killed on these... Uh, on, on these discounted picks guys we go through this all the time we cannot win on demand we win over a long period of time it is very hard to win in sports betting about three percent of all sports bettors win consistently you're in you're out three percent if you want to buy picks, and you should, just like you use a stockbroker, buy long term. Adam Trigger, you got a money line bet on Western Carolina. Tell us why. So, Prez, I was down in North Carolina last week. Uh, both of these schools are, are North Carolina-based teams out of the SoCon. I actually went and saw UNC Greensboro play at the Greensboro Coliseum in a game that they won easily. And I guess that's where I'll start the handicap here. UNCG, they've kind of coasted through their last two games, um, did just enough to beat the Citadel. Uh, you know, they they crushed Wofford on Saturday. I was at the game uh, in, a, in a spot where they were a pretty big favorite. I actually laid the seven and, and cashed in that game. Uh, but my biggest takeaway from there was, man, Wofford missed everything. And a lot of those shots were open. I mean, that was a deceiving final score in the respect that, like, UNC Greensboro won by, like, 25. But Wofford missed open three after open three, shot 37.7% for the game. And, and Wofford's notably bad defensively. So that's just not going to cut it for them. They they have to score because they're going to give up. I think they gave up 82 in that game, and that's kind of, like, what they do. They're going to give up a lot, score a lot. So, so Wofford just could not buy a bucket in that game. Um, I see this as a step up in class for UNC Greensboro. So now they're going to have to hit the road, go and play a Western Carolina team that, you know, they kind of just ran into like a buzzsaw the last couple of games, losing back-to-back -back heartbreakers to what I consider to be the two best teams in this league in Samford and Furman. So the desperate spot that we were talking about, maybe helping Nevada in the last game we broke down is kind of on the side of Western Carolina here, I feel like, because those are two losses against two of the better teams in this league. And now Western Carolina stares looking, you know, staring three straight losses in the face um, if they lose this game to Greensboro. I think Western Carolina bounces back here, Prez. Um, you know, they have had an awesome home court this year in terms of like their fans are very engaged in, in the program this year. They had one of the best crowds they've had in years for that Samford game. Uh, like last week and in a game where, man, Sanford had an answer every time Western Carolina cut it to one. Sanford hit a dagger shot. It's a game Western Carolina easily could have won. Uh, but that's their only loss at home. They're seven and one in this building, whereas UNC Greensboro is five and se uh, five. I'm sorry, has lost five of seven. So that makes them two and five on the road. And also, interesting enough, uh, they're four and eight against the spread after a win. Uh, so they come off of not only a win, but a very convincing win in cover in a game against Wofford over the weekend. Uh, Mikel, Brown uh, Mikel Brown Jones for UNC Greensboro is a stud, 21.1 points per game. Uh, you know, he's he missed a couple games, so they've been really, like, sort of cooking since he's got back. Uh, but, you know, Von Wolbright for, for Western Carolina can go toe-to-toe -to -toe there. 21.1 points per game. He's a force in the paint. What it comes down to here is – I think you, uh, Western Carolina is going to get easier buckets through Woolbright in this game. Greensboro does you know, fall in love with the three at some point, Prez, where they will start kind of firing up threes. And it makes me think, I wonder why that, you know, if that's why they're not great on the road. You know, it's tough, you know, it's tough to live and die by the three on the road in gyms that you don't shoot in all the time. And I just think Western Carolina gets easier buckets here. So uh, Ramsey Center, I expect to have another great crowd tonight. And again, I, I, I punched back against the market here, Prez. This one got bet down. I didn't agree with it. So I'm taking what I think is a pretty good number on the money line at minus 120. I like Western Carolina, the Catamounts, to get it done and avoid their third straight loss at home tonight. And I, I'm going to jump in here. Uh, Teddy gave me permission to do this follow-up. Thank you, Theodore. Uh, I'm not going to ask you specifically about this game. What I'm going to ask you is, 
Russell Deck, a uh, really great uh, listener of ours, is in the show every day. He writes, Adam Trigger finds the wackiest games. And I want to talk about that for a second, because if you guys play my college basketball and I'm up big units again this year in college, you're playing teams like Lamar, uh, St. Francis, um, that's where the money is. Adam, talk to us about why you never come on here and give out Duke or Kansas or Kentucky, North Carolina. What's up with these small town teams and why are they the right teams to look at when betting college basketball? And Teddy, jump in afterwards because this is a good topic, in my opinion. So I don't know that it's the smaller teams, but you typically are going to have a little bit more of an edge uh, against the market on teams like, let's say, like a Western Carolina over maybe, you know, a, a top 25 team where I feel like the the odds makers price them pretty accurately. Now, for me, I, I don't look at it like that. I'm not necessarily targeting small teams, but but I really do feel strongly about this point, Prez. There's 362 Division One college basketball teams. It is virtually impossible to have a beat on all of them. And, and it, it, you know what I mean? It's like, it's it's next to yeah. impossible. Like I, I did someone's show earlier today. Um, they asked me about Auburn, Alabama, and I was like, not not really sure. I, I have virtually no opinion on that game. There are two teams that I haven't had a great beat on. So I, I kind of just passed, you know, pushed it to the side. What I try to do is slim down that 362 to like maybe 50 or 60. And I go to a lot of games. You, you see me, I'm all over the country attending games. So I tend to gravitate toward the teams I've gotten to see play in person. I feel like you can, you know, pick things up when you're sitting courtside that you might not be able to on TV. So I kind of use that as my edge. So, you know, I don't know if it comes across on TV how open Wofford shots were on Saturday, where I'm sitting next to my buddy AK and we're watching the game and we're like, man, you know, we both have UNC Greensboro minus seven. And we're like, man, are they going to guard any of these three-point shooters? Thankfully, Wofford's missing them. You know that helped help their cause that they were missing, but man, is that is isn't that concerning when they now go to play a team like Western Carolina, who's a top twenty three point shooting team in the country? It's stuff like that. So that's really where I get on a team like Western Carolina. And then for me, Prez, you know, some of these smaller conferences in the Northeast are just what I grew up with. I went to Siena, so the MAC is always like I've been going to Siena games and MAC basketball games since I was seven years old. I feel like I have a good beat in that conference, maybe more so than the next person. So. It's it's just kind of like trying to stick to what you know, and I think that's the best advice. If if you're new to handicapping yeah. college basketball, follow the teams in your backyard first. Try to become an expert. If you live in El Paso, Texas, become an expert on UTEP and New Mexico State because you're probably getting info on those teams via your local media that that the rest of the you know U.S. probably maybe isn't getting at the same time you are. That's that's all I got on that. That's that's well said, Adam Trigger. Everybody, thanks for joining us, my friend. Good luck. <laughs> the rest of the week. Teddy, Adam's right. I mean, from my perspective, don't handicap all of college basketball. Pick a couple of conferences, focus there. The bookmakers have to handicap every game. You don't. Do you play the small market teams or are you, you know, all over the map? I'm going to answer this question in four words. All right. That's all Adam Trigger needed to say. It's all you need to say. It's all I need to say. Bet what you know. That's it. Bet what you okay. know. If you don't know it, don't bet it. If you're not following Lamar and St. Francis, don't get involved in handicapping Lamar and St. Francis. If <laughs> Bet what you know. And that's across sports. That's not unique to college basketball. It's ultimately you know. why... You know, it's why I bet a lot on Leaf games. Uh, it's the team I know the best, and the rhythm of the team is something that is ingrained in me. Teddy, before we get into what did betters learn, speaking about what do we know. Man, yesterday I'm at the gym. I'm working out with a friend, Mike. He's telling me, did you see one of the uh, main television networks put up, you know, Usher is playing at the Super Bowl featuring Baltimore and San Fran. Uh, everybody, the, the the talk of the NFL being rigged is all over the place. It's, it's now on mainstream media. 
it is such bullshit. I, I, I just can't understand that this nonsense has legs. Talk to me about, is the NFL rigged? So uh, we talked about it. You, Martin, and myself talked about it on the NFL opening line report. We put our yep. little clip, and the clip got some traction. <laughs> and I got people telling me, all these games are rigged. In fact, I had people that I respect. One of them told me, the NFL wants Lamar Jackson this year. It's Lamar Jackson's year. It's Baltimore's week. The so other one said, the NFL yeah. wants Taylor Swift. They want the Swifties. It's going to be the Chiefs again. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I you, still you, stand by, this is what I said on, on the opening line report, and I'll say it again here. You want to tell me games are rigged? Fine. Show me your betting slip before kickoff and the game that was rigged. Do it a couple of weeks in a row, maybe I'll believe you. Otherwise, well, you got to go so more much. than a couple of weeks. I mean, anybody it's... could pick one game and just claim that they knew info. But guys, let me tell you the bottom line here. But no, but the whole no one's done it once, Lawrence. It's not, it's not like someone yeah. said, someone said, "Here, you can take it to my bet slip." The calls are going to come for KC this week. I'm betting the Chiefs. No one's done that before kickoff. I only get though this game was rigged after kickoff. Tell me before. Who's the, who the yeah. league wants exactly and, and show me your bet. Sorry. Go so uh, if the NFL was rigged, there would be, uh, you know, Congress would have them in a uh, Senate committee or Congress committee or whatever. Uh, there'd be a lot of trouble. If the NFL were rigged, there'd be some athletes. There's thousands and thousands of athletes that have come through that sport, I don't think I can name any of substance or offhand that have come out and said the NFL is rigged. Maybe a disgruntled practice squad guy who, you know, couldn't make it. Uh, if the NFL were rigged, how would so many people be able to keep such a secret? It is a complete load of shit. Sorry, Teddy. But no, so and and that's a, an important point to expound upon for just a moment before we talk about what we learned last night. How many people does it take to make this conspiracy? Yeah. All right. You got Goodell, and then you got whoever he charges with it, and then they're going to call down to the refs, and someone's going to say something to someone at the bar. There, uh, it's not a, an easy conspiracy to keep quiet for I don't know forever. Yeah. <laughs> someone's going to chat. Someone's going to write a book. Someone's going to give the tell-all, but no one's done it. Yeah, we got guys. If you want to believe the, the NFL refs, is rigged, great. Refs. Knock yourself out. Believe the NFL is rigged. Make your bets accordingly. I don't bet that way. I don't choose to yeah. think that. And, and, and Joshua Alexander writes, it's the refs that are rigging it. No. Firstly, there's many, many refs. It would come out. Secondly, why? Like, what is the motivation of a multi-trillion dollar corporation willing to destroy its sport by rigging it. It makes no sense. Utter nonsense. Teddy, what did we learn in the wonderful world of sports betting? Yeah, and refs are just as human as you and I. They will make mistakes like I did last night with my $2 Tuesday play at Sports Memo. Look, I got, I'm using NBA for the $2 tree to play. NBA is where I'm hot right now. I've been riding Pacers unders with Halliburton out, but that doesn't get officially announced until after the play is due. Got to be in early, so it's not a factor. I've only got two plays on my short list that I like. Knicks minus, Jazz plus. Knicks end up as a free play, hard-fought game. They covered the end. The Jazz, well, <laughs> I was worried that New Orleans might be the wrong team to step in front of last night, and they were. It showed before halftime. They nailed 23 three-pointers. They hung 153 on Utah. The play loses. I look like an idiot. My NBA has been great. <laughs> been great for two years, and nonetheless, hundreds of buyers. I look like an ass clown. It happens. The free play won. The college play on Air Force, we talked about it with Trigger, won outright by 32 with 11-point dogs. And so it goes. I'm 0-0 today. $5 customer appreciation play locked and loaded right now at wagertalk.com. But it's worth addressing some of the comments in the forum, in the chat, about I'm never buying a $2 play again. It's crap. Wagertalk rips everyone off. 
It is what it is, guys. I'm going to put the best play that I see that morning up and available on the rare occasion on the two-letter capper. Some of them are going to win. Some of them are going to lose. We push the $2 play because that's where a lot of new customers come from. First-time buyers come in and they check it out. The goal is obviously to grow the customer base. That's the goal of Wager Talk. That's how we put out all this free content. It's because we've got customers who are paying the bills behind the scenes. Thank you for that. Lawrence said it right when he said, yeah, yeah. If you want to, if you're looking for long-term profit, buy a long-term package. That being said, we push the $2 plays. We push the 5% plays. I like to win them when I can. Unfortunately, last night was not one of those nights. Lawrence? I had a worse night than you, my brother. I went oh and freaking 3 and again, it happens. Look, I went eight and one on Saturday. Which day did you buy, people? Was it yesterday or Saturday? Or maybe the smart ones bought seven days and had both. Eight and one, oh and three. Sounds like eight and four to me. Anyway, Mark Zeno joining us. Mark, thrilled to have you on wager talk man I, okay dude you look like an app like oh, what tom hardy called he wants his traps back with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wow! <laughs> Dude! How Preston. many freaking trap workouts do you do in a week? Not that many. Uh, I'm more of a stretching and cardio guy at this stage of my career. <laughs> oh, I, Okay, fair enough. But Jesus, whoa. I mean... You left me a bit speechless there. Okay. Man crush over, or at least on hold. Uh, let's. Hey, what can I tell you, dude? That square jaw of yours? Come on. I'm Thank not you a very crush. Much. No, it's, it's okay. And, and, and let me just add one more note to this conversation for all the people complaining, uh, Teddy and, and Prez. I mean, if you've taken a seventh grade math class where you learned anything about probability, at the end of the day, this is a binary thing. It's win-loss, right? So if you flip a coin a hundred times, you're going to be very close to 50% on each side. That's just the reality of it. So when you talk about the idea of winning on demand and being able to do it long term, yes, the longer you do it, the, the, the more you're going to be at 50-50, but that's where we talk about the guys who can do this well can get you above that 55 into that 58 60% threshold. And that's really what distinguishes folks at Wager Talk from everybody else out there. I mean, that's just pure probability numbers of it, guys. I mean, you know, everybody has good runs and bad runs. Sometimes you're burning hot, sometimes you're burning cold. I think that's just the kind of the reality of a 50 50 proposition. But the idea is to cut through the 50 50, give you a little bit of an edge and an advantage, and find ways to get you into that 55 58%, which is, again, extremely tough to do. Mark Zeno, well said. Let's get into some NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks minus six and a half against Cleveland. Where are you going in this game? I mean, look, it, this is a very situational play. Uh, we have the Milwaukee Bucks who just fired their head coach, Adrian Griffin. Uh, and they're going to have an interim coach. We were hearing the rumors about Doc Rivers going in. But let's just hit the rewind button. One week ago today, the Cavs hosted the Buck, the Bucks in a line in Cleveland. That was Bucks minus four. Then Giannis was ruled out. Anthony Cooper goes out. The line moves to Cavs minus one and a half. Cleveland won by 40, guys. 40. So if we do some comparative analysis here, and we assume NBA home court is worth two, two and a half points, depending on where we are, that from a week ago, that would make this number six or six and a half on a neutral court, which now the Bucks are home. So we might be getting a couple of points of value here on Milwaukee. Anybody who's followed this Bucks team has seen that relationship between Adrian Griffin and Giannis Antetokounmpo sour. Part of the reason why the Bucs have been so bad on defense, you've seen Giannis be very lackluster. I think we get a major, better effort tonight here and a revenge angle. The Bucs are back home for the first time in a week. Oh, by the way, the Cavs have won eight straight. They've covered seven of eight. Um, feels like one of those good times where the Bucs guys, who have only covered one game in 2024, 
They failed to cover 10 of the 11 games in 2024. Now is the moment with the fired coach. Feels like the right time that you get a little extra effort from the Milwaukee Bucks with the revenge angle here. I think it's a good time to jump in here, take a chance on the Milwaukee Bucks here, laying the six and a half at home against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So Milwaukee's been consistently overvalued in 2024. You talk about what a point spread disaster that they've been. Yeah. Cleveland has been consistently undervalued in 2024. They're on a monster win streak. All they've done is win games and cover spreads and make money for their backers. My powering number for the game, and I'm just double checking. Yeah, my power number for the game before the coach got fired was two and a half. Milwaukee, two and a half. I didn't play the Cavs because, all right, it's a new coach fired theory. <laughs> you know, you don't play Cleveland in this game. But is there, do you, I mean, where do you see value on this terrible Milwaukee team that's burning everyone's backers uh, laying this price to a Cavs team that's on fire right now? Well, again, let's look at this Cavs team and what they've beaten over the course of this eight-game win streak. The Wizards twice, they stink. San Antonio, they stink. Brooklyn in Paris, by the way, where they had four days off and four days after rest. Uh, they beat Chicago, one of the worst shooting teams in the league. We talked about Giannis without, I mean, Milwaukee without Giannis by 40. They beat the Hawks, one of the worst, if not the worst defensive team in the league. And then they catch the Orlando Magic um, in a game where I played Orlando at home uh, on a very short number, thinking that, again, part of the reason was they hadn't played elite-level competition. They go out and they roll Orlando. Um, now they're in the middle of this, this streak here. And oh, by the way, too, Teddy, not only do they have to play Milwaukee tonight, Milwaukee, they got to do the same thing again on Friday. So if this one doesn't hit, I may come back with the Bucks again on Friday, just out of principle, <laughs> just giving you a heads up uh, situationally. But again, I, I think you're going to start to see that Cleveland, for as good as they've been, haven't really had to step up in class all that much and play an elite-level superstar, an elite-level superstar team with what they've seen in, these, in the last eight games. The last time they played Milwaukee back on December 29th, they, lo they lost by eight points in Milwaukee. 119 to 111. So Giannis back in the lineup tonight. Uh, Milwaukee kind of want to flex their muscle a little bit. Remind the little brother on the block who the big brother is. Uh, Teddy, FB coach wrote something so funny in the chat room. He, he wrote, I get so close to taking these picks until Teddy cross-examines the guy. Brilliant. Brilliant. Mark, look at that. Look at that, Mark. See, you're doing Not better bad. than I am. 54, baby. 55 in a few months. It's worth noting, if you if you bet all the free plays on yesterday's show, I believe you won every one of them. Um, yeah, so. including yeah. a 3-0 and presidential address. So and let's a big get game those likes up, guys. If you want another presidential address today, 125 likes. Zeno St. John's money line bet. Fill us in. Well, full disclosure, the Johnny's on my hometown team. So uh, I try to leave the emotion out of this. But St. John comes at this game losing three in a row. And, and two of them, they lost by a stinking point. Uh, the game in between is where Patino didn't coach on the sidelines because of COVID. Not sure how that's still a thing. And they got blown out by Seton Hall. Last time they played the game at Villanova, they won 81-71. to Now, the Johnny's have a size advantage inside. They have the fourth best offensive rebound percentage in conference play to start the year. And St. John's is number one in conference play in two-pointers point distribution, meaning 59% of their scoring comes from two-point shots. They play inside. Joel Soriano, their big man, is just a beast in the middle. They take a lot of shots from the elbow. You know, this is not a team that lives and dies by the three any stretch of the imagination. So they work inside. They use their size to their advantage. On the defensive end for St. John's, they're facing a team that's making 36% of their three-pointers and nearly 37% of the Wildcats' points, guys come from the three ball. So that's the highest in the Big East. Of any team in the Big East, as far as three-point percentage, it's Villanova. But the Red Storm, top team in three-point field goal percentage defense in the conference, holding opponents to 28% from, be, from beyond the arc. The game is going to be close. I don't doubt that, which is why I went money line here. Nova's one of the best free-throw shooting teams in the country, right? Those little extra points all matter. They add up at the end of the game. You know, so when you're laying more than a possession here at three and a half, you know, it just kind of gets me on uncomfortable footing. And St. John's has got to win one of these close games, don't they? I hate saying that. I hate that narrative stuff. But it just they've played too many close games to not come out on top in one of these spots here. Uh, and I think the other thing, too, is I, I, one other angle I looked at this, guys, was St. John's in the first half. 
minus one and a half. You know, we've seen this thing start to happen with some of these great defensive teams. I think we saw it last night with Creighton, and I'm pretty close to the Big East as a conference that I follow a lot. But these great defensive teams, they end up playing a much better, better defensive second half than the first. Like it's the, the, the team can hang around for a half, and then their defense just starts to wind them down over the course of 40 minutes and in the second half, and you start to just see the offense start to break down. I would also support a St. John's first half here, first half money line or first half minus one and a half. Even a good defensive team like Marquette over the weekend, St. John's, they led by six at halftime. They ended up losing the game by by one on a last-second shot. So I think you start to see these good defensive teams really grind the, 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 their opponents down in the second half, uh, which is, why, again, why I went money line with St. John's and why I would support a first-half play as well. Mark Zeno, St. John's money line minus 160, or look at them in the first half, minus a point and a half slash two. Mark, $5 customer appreciation day at wagertalk.com today. What do you have to promote? Uh, also, will be another college basketball play coming up. Going to get one more on the NBA card as well tonight over at Wager Talk. So uh, we got our last two college plays right, including last night. We had the Western Michigan Broncos over Eastern Michigan in a game that not many talked about. But much like Adam Trigger, I went a little bit dumpster diving into one of the uh, into one of the, the the teams nobody knows about in college basketball. Great way to make some money there as well. So head over to wt.buzz/mz. Mark Zeno, everyone. Uh, Teddy covers it is customer appreciation day. It's $5 for one play. I put up an NFL 4% ATS play. I love this play. It comes with a write-up, explains all the reasons why it is only $5. Please take advantage of that. Tell us what you're doing and give us your big game breakdown. Well, I've got a single customer appreciation play up for $5 in NBA action for tonight. It is a blowout, an absolute annihilator. Um, I think that game's going to be real ugly for the underdog. That being said, I also have an NFL play available for purchase. You're getting it right here, right now, for free. Let's talk about the Detroit Lions and the San Francisco 49ers. Look at the Wager Talk live odds screen. Pretty much San Fran minus seven across the board, total sitting at 51. And we see two teams. Let's start with this. San Francisco did not play well last week. They found a way to get the W, but obviously it was not the 49ers A game. We'll give them credit. You know, they were the first team to make the playoffs in 13 seasons without overcoming a single second half deficit to win a game in the regular season. Nick Bosa after the game. We just needed a win like that. We haven't come from behind in battle. San Fran has a better game in them than the one we just saw. They know how lucky they were to survive and advance. I don't know that Detroit has a better game than the one we just saw. And Detroit didn't even play that well in either of their two playoff victories. They got outgained by the Rams, 7.7 yards per play to 6.1. They got outgained by the Buccaneers, 6.8 yards per play to 5.3. So outgained by a yard and a half plus in both of those games. They didn't cover in the first one. They covered in the second one only because of a missed two-point conversion. So at home, in their best-case scenario, Lions struggling to cover numbers, getting outgained by opponents that aren't necessarily better than they are. Detroit with injuries on the offensive line. Big injuries. Ragnow's hurt. He's supposed to play. I don't know if he's going to be 100%. He had to leave the game for a while last week, and the offense stalled without him. Johnson hurt. That's an impact injury for Detroit on the offensive line, especially against a Niner team that didn't play well last week. San Fran hasn't won a Super Bowl since 1994. Joe, uh, Steve Young to Jerry Rice for three touchdowns the last time the Niners won a Super Bowl. That's a hungry team. Detroit, great season. They go home on Sunday. Give me the Niners, minus a seven. There should be a game breakdown. Lawrence? Teddy, I got a follow-up for you. Um, Shoot. And, and and it's in keeping with what you mentioned. You look at these two teams, and I know you're really big on quotes. The San Francisco 49ers, it feels to me all year long, this is business. We are a Super Bowl contender. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, business. Detroit feels <laughs> like they are celebrating as if it was Y2K. Uh, 
Do you take that into account in your handicap? I think advantage San Francisco. Right. That's that what regard. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But do you um, look at that in your handicap? The the it's, it's not. You know, a, I don't see San Fran celebrating. No, it's uh, but that's not a fundamental piece. As you're building a case, you start to think about it. And sure, it's 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 part of the case that you build, but it's not uh, a central block or anything like that. No. Well, this just in. Uh, I got the script for the game. Kevin Dolan joining us, everyone. Kevin Dolan, it's 3 a.m. And you know what I did for you, Kev? I put you last on the show. So that I appreciate that, Chris. <laughs> extra late. In the future, do you want to go first? Yeah, that'd be nice. It'd be, it'd be nice. Yeah, but, you know, I'll, I'll leave the schedule up to yourself, obviously. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I... You have my word. I will put you first next time you're on. Uh, and I'll put you on. Do you want to be on more regularly? I, I kind of keep you on only every now and then because of your sleep situation. But, I mean, you're one of the best handicappers on the planet. We'd love to have you on more regularly. You just tell me, man. Let me. You have a child. Let me tell you what mm -hmm. I say to my kids all the time. T.C. Take control. So if you want to be on the show more, take control. If you want TC to be on is Teddy Covers. Yeah, well, it's also <laughs> some other things too. But yes, no. it's inspired by Teddy Covers. Kev, take control, man. Tell me what you want. I will make it work. You're the only handicapper that has written a best-selling book on handicapping. So we love having you on, bro. Okay. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You're getting only one follow-up question, and it's on this game. Memphis, Miami, talk to us. I'm getting no follow-up questions. I'll get that in there right now. I don't want to be grilled by Teddy at 3 a.m., but yes, you're right. Fine, Memphis, none. Miami tonight. Um, I like Miami to rebound at home tonight against Memphis. You know, three straight losses on the bounce from Miami. Heading into this one, their shooting percentage ranks 28 in the league across that time frame as well. Um, you know, shooting just 43.3% from the floor on average. And their offensive efficiency numbers across that time frame have been even worse. Dead last in the league across their last three starts. But two of those three defeats did come on the road for Miami. Obviously, you know, they had that game against Atlanta sandwiched in between. But this team has been much, much better at home this season than they have been on the road. You know, 5-1 ATS in the last six games at home and going in as a home favourite. Their offensive efficiency numbers boost from 23rd to 15th in the league at home as well. Their shooting percentage jumps up almost 4% as well, along with their three-point shooting percentage also, which sees an almost 5% boost from their road form. And even outside, you know, of that dichotomy between home and road form for Miami, I always tend to gravitate towards good teams. And Miami has been a solid team this year when they're massively underperforming across recent games on the floor. And that's exactly, you know, what Miami has been doing. They own the lowest shooting percentage in the league on last game, 37.5% from the floor against Orlando on Sunday. And we've got to remember that this is a team that has averaged almost 11% this season. So, you know, I am expecting Miami later tonight on home court, especially offensively. You know, and by the same token, look, you know, Memphis, they've done really well in terms of managing that in injury crisis that they're going through right now. They beat the Toronto Raptors on the road on Monday night, a size of the underdogs. But, you know, we always see this in the NBA. You know, key players go out of a lineup. The team rallies for one or two games over. Effect will start to wear off. Those absences will start to matter. And I think that happens tonight. So, yeah, I you know, this is a Miami team that's desperate not to equal their worst losing run of the season so far on Wednesday for me. So give me a fired up Miami. I sent this line in earlier on a couple of hours ago at minus nine and a half. Believe it's shut up now to minus ten, minus ten and a half. Still like it. I do expect Miami to dominate this game and win by uh, double okay. digits on Wednesday. No follow-up for Kevin Dolan, so he doesn't get to answer if he's worried about whether Miami two and eight eighteen is four and a half or higher. That has not been their role. He can answer it if he wants to. But we'll talk about the fight 
the big fight, super middleweight bout on Saturday night at the Footprint Center in Phoenix, Arizona. Munyan and Ryan for the title. Talk to me. Who do we like? Jamie Mungia? Mungia, is that right? Versus Ryder? Yeah, Mungia. And also, you know what, Teddy, I will answer your question. I'm not worried in the slightest, so I'm glad we wrapped that up. Um, But yeah, it wouldn't be an appearance on Wager Talk today if we weren't talking some boxing. Um, And this is a good fight over in Phoenix this weekend between Jaime Mungia and John Ryder. Uh, You know, Jaime Mungia undefeated across his career so far. He has had a little bit, you know, some questionable results along the way, though. You know, Dennis Hogan back in 2019, I thought he lost that fight. Um, You know, the Sergei Devorachenko fight last time out as well. That really could have gone either way also. So he has been a little fortunate over his career so far. And it's kind of crazy also that despite that 42-0 record, you know, it really isn't all that deep. And he's going to have to be on the ball this weekend against, a, you know, a very, very tough fighter in John Ryder. You know, John Ryder is the, he's just, he's the epitome of a, a grizzled veteran at this stage. You know, he's one of those stoic, doesn't say a whole pile types of hard men. You know, you'd want watching your back if stuff was to go down. And he has no problem at all going into other people's backyards to prove that. You know, he fought Callum Smith in Liverpool. We saw him last time out. I believe I covered that fight in this show. He went into Guadalajara, Canelo's hometown, um, and put on a really, really good display in that fight as well. You know, especially late on, you know, came roaring back after going down the mid-rounds. You know, and he's like the Duracell bunny. He just keeps going. He's got a terrific engine in the ring. So this has the makings of an all-out war on Saturday. We know how Mungia is offensively blessed in the ring. He's a really, really good offensive fighter. But defensively, you know, it's a much different story. Mungia gets tagged way too often for my like and against higher-tier opposition. And while Ryder can be a little basic sometimes in how he kind of looks to set up his shots, he does have a fantastic short right hook that, you know, if you can catch Mungia coming in kind of recklessly here in one of those high-volume rampages of his, uh, that, that short right hook could prove decisive here if he catches him clean. Um, you know, Ryder does carry underrated power in the ring. So I took a small, small sprinkle of Ryder to get the KO. I believe I got plus 540. That's a big, big price. Um, I do think those odds are a little way, given how frequently Mungia does get tagged in the ring. Um, but similar to the Gabe Rosado fight um, for Mungia, I think Mungia's overall greater activity, his greater punch output, his, you know, Mexican toughness, uh, that's going to get him over the line here. And a plus 110. You know, well, it's not the kind of odds that's going to get you, you know, sailing the Isle of Capri in a yacht. And nevertheless, I think plus 110 is a solid play uh, for Mungia to get the decision. I don't think he'll stop Ryder. Ryder's very, very tough. Um, and I think that's the most likely outcome in this one. Uh, Kev, uh, I could be wrong here, but I think it's the Energizer Bunny. I don't think Dur- <laughs> However... We still need nine more likes, guys. You have about 30 seconds. Kevin, it's $5 customer appreciation day. What do you have going for your clients? Yeah, we got an NBA best bet total up for tonight for $5. Prez, 12 and 6 running NBA totals across the last 18. So good time to jump on board. Outside of that, also want to mention that the Six Nations kicks off next week also in rugby. We had a terrific recent Rugby World Cup to cap off last year. We had almost just shy of 70% across that tournament as a whole. Crazy numbers and Six Nations should be no different. Kicks off Friday the 2nd of February, runs all the way through until the 16th of March. So we already have a rugby all-access pass listed up on our page right now. That includes, you know, all rugby, ton of club competitions, European Champions Cup and so on going on right now. But before the Six Nations kicks off next week, in particular, I look to get a tournament-specific package just for...
team, Moneyline, Round Robin, only threes and fours. We'll see you all tomorrow. Pleasure doing this show today. Teddy, take us home. Enjoy the games and best of luck with all your bets. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Wager Talk Today. Later, boys.